Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Living on Rocky Top. My name is Carson Hoagland, a freshman studying broadcast journalism. And my name is Isla Rosa, and I'm a sophomore studying broadcast journalism. Living on Rocky Top is the latest podcast from the Daily Beacon. Here we will dive into what it is like to be a volunteer and live the Rocky Top lifestyle. Our first guest on the show is Zavin Norani from the Tickle College of Engineering. He's here to talk about the influx of admissions we've had in recent years and why the School of Engineering is such a popular choice for students here at UT. Without further ado, here is Zabin. Hello, I'm Zaven Narani. Most people just call me Z. I'm a senior at the Tickle College of Engineering Biomedical Engineering Department. Awesome. That's cool. So how'd you get into engineering as a major? Um, actually, really funny story. Um, well, kind of depressing story. Um, my mom got diagnosed with cancer when I was in like high school. I'm sorry. Um, she's fine now. Okay. It's all good. Um, but that was sort of like the way I got into the whole studying things about the medical field. I ended up going down this long Wikipedia rabbit hole about cancer and cancer treatments because that's what any normal teenager does when they're dealing with potentially traumatic information. And that sort of put me down the engineering rabbit hole with things like regenerative medicine, drug system design and things like that. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a different story than those, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so why did you choose UT? Uh, well, partially because of the money. I'm an in-state student, and uh, UT gave me the best financial aid package. Okay. Um, also because I'd spent my entire life in West Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't have mountains, and I really like mountains. <laughs> so that was part of the reason I came out here. It's great. Um, so it's close enough to home that I can drive back whenever mm-hmm. I want, but also far enough that I don't have to deal with my parents breathing down my neck all the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, like, what few, uh, what do you hope to achieve in the future with engineering? Yeah, so right now, I actually recently got accepted to the master's program here. Okay, congratulations. So I'll be here for another, thank you, I'll be here for another, like, two to three years, depending mm-hmm. on how long that takes. Um, and I'm still working on figuring out what exactly, but I really want to do regenerative medicine. Okay. okay. Um, specifically with like a focus on prosthetic and orthotic tissue integration mm-hmm. and things like that. Could you explain more about that? Yeah. So uh, regenerative medicine itself exists in a variety of different like sub-disciplines and whatnot. But my specific interest is looking at how can we enable organic tissue to more um, easily integrate with like hip implants and bone implants and things like that without causing uh, a negative immune response. Oh, wow. So kind of making the tissue grow around and conform to the implant. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So how would you say, um, what what, uh, grade did you say you were? I'm a senior, senior? so I'm graduating in May. So talk about like coming to University of Tennessee from like when you started to now. Yeah, so uh, I had a couple of friends who were a year above me. So they graduated when I was still in my junior year of high school. And they came out here and they were telling me like, hey, you've got to come down here. It's a ton of fun. There's like something for everyone. Um, and because I didn't really have any friends up until then who had gone to like college, because um, most of my friends were within my age group, my like only real understanding of college was you have like two options where it's like you either study or you party with frats. Right. <laughs> um, which is still kind of the case depending yeah. on who you are, right. depending on what school you go to. But uh, so I came up here, I visited... I want to say my Christmas break of my junior year of high school. Uh, so my dad and I and my mom also came up here. We toured the campus and 
uh, found out that there were a lot of really cool things. We, I was, of course, by this point, pretty like dialed in on I want to do engineering. I just haven't figured out what exactly. So we toured the Tickle College of Engineering. We got to see all of their facilities. Um, and I was just, I spoke to my mom and dad and I was like, hey, I really want to go here. And with the financial aid package, I'm essentially being paid to go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up uh, enrolling in the Ignite program. Uh, okay. which is, for those people who don't know, is this, like, summer engagement program for, I believe, incoming freshmen. Uh, and the specific Ignite program that I did was Ignite Serves, which is a lot of, like, community service. So it wasn't just focusing on familiarizing yourself with campus, but also familiarizing yourself with the community at large. And that's sort of how I ended up here. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if, since you're graduating, what are like three takeaways that you can give to like future students? Yeah, I would say, uh, depending on, of course, what you're doing, there's a couple of different options. If you're going into any of the sciences and engineering, especially, I would highly recommend undergraduate research. Um, especially in the Tickle College of Engineering, you'll have a lot of professors within your department and outside of your specific department that are really good for like mentoring. And of course they also have a really bunch of really cool projects that you can research on. And depending on how you go about the research, you can also get paid for it and turn it into a part-time job, which is actually what I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm doing research on cancer biology, uh, which is a lot of fun. How's that going? It, it's aside from having to analyze multiple terabytes of data on a pretty regular basis, just like sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. It is a lot of fun because I get to work with um, organic uh, tissue samples. Uh, I get to work with like really cool imaging technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the data an- analysis part that I really don't like. Yeah. Aside from getting involved via undergraduate research, um, if you have the option, of course, look into things like Ignite. The other thing is, and I realize that this entire list is kind of <laughs> directed towards freshmen. If you have the opportunity, I would highly recommend looking into a living and learning community. Most of the uh, colleges on campus have some sort of living learning community, which is basically where you get a bunch of uh, freshmen into one particular dorm and certain sections of that dorm will be reserved for freshmen within that major. Uh, And it's a great way to like befriend people who you're Mm -hmm. going to be working alongside throughout your four years at UT. And it's also a great way to have um, a support system, especially for some of your harder classes. For sure. Yeah. But you guys create like good study groups. Yes. Um, (laughs) Actually, I'm still very close with a very large amount of the people who I lived with freshman year. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, one of them specifically I'm really close with he got me into playing like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff which yes is a nerd game I know but it's so much fun mm-hmm. uh, but yeah LLCs are a really good option looking into like of course there's a bunch of clubs on campus uh, both for like professional development uh, things that you're just more interested in for like having fun um, like my friend's older brother, um, and I never actually went to any of his meetings. Like he feel really bad about this. Um, <laughs> my friend's older brother actually ran a tea appreciation club uh, my freshman year where they would just like get like different kinds of tea leaves from all over the world. And then once a week, they would just like get into a classroom, take a kettle and just brew a bunch of different teas, which was really, you know, an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. If that's what yeah. yeah. Um, also, um, and I realize this is not just three things, but no, you're good. Um, I'm not a sports person, but I highly recommend going to the football games. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> even if you don't like sports, the atmosphere is just insane. 
For sure. Mm -hmm. That was probably the highlight of my freshman year. (laughs) (laughs) I actually waited until uh, this past season to go to a football game. Oh, really? And I feel kind of like I wasted three years not doing it. Uh Uh-huh. Um... But, uh, yeah, I got tickets to the Bama game, the one where oh, they, like, yeah. took down the goalposts. Well, that was worth it, it was, though. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. I wasn't able to get tickets, so I was just at my friend's apartment. But the TV was behind, but she lives at Ball Hall. Mm-hmm. So, like, we saw the fireworks go up, and then then the TV eventually yeah. caught uh-huh. up. And like, oh, I just spoiled, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think as far as, like, advice to... Um, the other thing, um, you're going to be tempted to have a lot of like partying and stuff all the time yeah don't do it it will um screw you over (laughs) uh there's gonna come a day where you realize you've been hung over for three straight days in a row haven't gone to a single class and you're all of a sudden gonna be like like three weeks behind schedule because you've just completely forgotten everything you've done so yeah if you want to party party just like do it in moderation yeah i think there's a healthy balance like there's the weekends and if you're gonna do it on a weekday just Make sure you don't have an 8 a.m. today. <laughs> yeah. um, I do have friends who actually pre-gamed for their 8 a.m.s, which no I do not recommend oh at gosh. all. They were miserable, but they thought it was fun. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> Especially no. in your major. Yeah. yeah. No. Like, we're... It, sorry. Sorry, go No, on. no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, we're journalism students, so... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's, like, easier than... Right. It's different. It's like, easier in a different way. To yeah. us, it's easier. Exactly. Way, yeah. But, like, compared to... Yeah, I mean, my 8 a.m.s, my freshman year were all physics and calculus classes. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Um, And it's almost impossible to do, like, derivatives and integrals when you're seeing triple. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which I haven't personally done because I'm a responsible young man. Uh But I have friends who uh, showed up to their calculus 8 a.m.s either still hungover or just stoned out of their boards. (laughs) Do not recommend it's not a fun time. <laughs> My goodness. So you touched on engineering. Um, how would you say the College of Engineering differentiates from other schools around maybe the East Coast or even the U.S.? What, right. what draws people to UT? So with UT, I'm, I'm trying to think, because the only real frame of reference I have is for University of Memphis, which was what, like 25 minutes away from my house growing up, Mm. which I did almost end up doing too, but entirely too close to home. (laughs) Um, The big difference, specifically in the biomedical department, was that UT tends to be more focused on like biomechanics and uh, medical device design, whereas University of Memphis was more in tune with things like tissue engineering and stuff, which I think they actually had an undergraduate focus in tissue engineering, which was really cool. Um... In terms of just, like, broader uh, differences, I'm not super familiar with how University of Memphis handles it. UT's engineering program is chock full of opportunities for, Mm -hmm. like, study abroads, internships, uh, professional development. Um, We have the... In the student union, we have, like, that Center for Career Development and stuff. Mm -hmm. The engineering department has its own engineering-specific version of that, which is the engineering professional practice. Um, and that gets you in touch with like collaborations with Oak Ridge, local startups, things like that. I've got a buddy actually who's in the nuclear um, engineering department. He did a lot of stuff with um, Oak Ridge and now he's a, he works part time as a facilities manager for the College of Nuclear Engineering. 
which was really cool. That's very cool. Yes. So you mentioned something about study abroad programs for engineering. Yes. There are two. I don't know the specifics of them, but I do know that there are two. One, I believe, I think both of them are summer study abroad programs. One of them takes you to the UK for, I think, four to six weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other one takes you to somewhere in Italy. I'm trying to remember. The UK one is centered or like based in London. Okay. I th- want to say the Italy one is uh, it's either Florence or Naples because I don't think it's Rome. Um, but both, yeah, both beautiful places. Yes. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have never been. Um, I actually wanted to do the uh, UK one, but yeah. I was going to do it when COVID hit. Which Ooh, yeah, that's another thing. COVID really screwed everyone over. Um, but yes. there are, so the UK one I know covers two specific classes, one of which is required for biomedical engineering, but the other one is a departmental elective. Okay. Um, so the following semester, I actually ended up taking one of those classes just here at UT. So mm-hmm. I wasn't able to do the UK one. Um, but yes, if you do get the opportunity to do study abroad, I love England, so I would recommend the UK. Um, but Italy is also beautiful in its own way yeah Uh, no i agree i got stuck in london this past summer because we were going to italy and it was like a transfer flight mm -hmm. and it was when they were going on strike for flights oh yeah yeah so we stayed like a week in london and it was so much fun Mm -hmm. and it's just so different there yes it's the culture shock is insane i have um a friend of a former co-worker and very good friend of mine uh went on the uk trip and he would send me photos and stuff. And it was just crazy. Like, because on the surface, you think, okay, well, these are just like American people with funny accents. But the <laughs> culture is completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think is just gorgeous. And I really want to go back to the UK at some point. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your buddy had a job that he got from UT. Yes. So that was, I believe, through the engineering professional practice, which also collaborates with a bunch of businesses, both like big companies mm-hmm. and uh, local startups yeah. for the yes. engineering expo, which we have twice a year. Mm-hmm. So that's like a big job fair thing specific for engineering majors. Oh, wow. Uh, so you can get like jobs if you're like getting ready to go into industry. You can also get internships, which a lot of them, I believe, are paid internships. Um, I haven't gone through that route because I want the undergraduate research mm-hmm. route, but one of my friends got a job at Oak Ridge doing that. And another friend of mine, she's actually uh, getting married this year. Her fiance uh, works at Oak Ridge through that program. Okay. So he was he did um, an internship with Oak Ridge as an undergrad. And then once he got his degree, they were like, hey, we want you to come back. And now he makes really good money <laughs> working at Oak Ridge. I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Definitely those paid internship opportunities yes. are great. It's 2023. We need to be paid for our work. So yes. definitely great opportunities. Um, so you mentioned at the expo, like what uh, companies are there? There are a bunch. I think uh, I think AstraZeneca came one year. Um, the re- part of the reason I don't didn't go to the expos is because the BME representation was lacking, okay. unfortunately. Um, it seems to be more focused on like electrical comp sci and then mechanical aerospace stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of BME companies. Um, there's this one startup uh, in out in Fountain City whose name I cannot remember, but it was 
started by like alumni of UT. Okay. They do like um like particle uh like lipid nanoparticle stuff okay. for like drug delivery. Mm-hmm. Um AstraZeneca was out there once. I believe Johnson and Johnson comes pretty regularly. Okay. Uh of course Oak Ridge is there mm-hmm. usually. because uh, Oak Ridge has a bunch of like outreach programs with the uh college. There's a lot of companies and I just I cannot remember them all off the top of my head. But like we they were like, you know, combined with all the students who were coming to the expo as well as all the companies that had set up. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was in Neeland or or Thompson Bowling, but there was one year that I was here where it was literally like shoulder to shoulder inside one oh, of wow. things. And I think this year they moved it over to the student union, so I'd imagine they'd probably scaled it down a little mm-hmm. bit. But yeah. no, you get a bunch of companies. It's a really good networking opportunity. Um, but yeah. Uh, and of course, with uh, engineering professional practice isn't the only networking opportunity you have as an engineering major. Uh, I think this is something you see with other colleges as well, as well. But every now and then you'll have like this uh, sort of colloquium or a seminar that they have a bunch of guest speakers at. Some of them are grad students. Some of them are postdocs. Some of them are actual faculty at UT mm-hmm. or faculty who are alumni of UT that work at other schools. So there's a lot of great ways to meet people through that as well. Yeah, so you mentioned the word networking. Yes. That is huge uh, coming in. I mean, it's huge all throughout yeah. your life, but especially coming in as a freshman mm-hmm. and building those relationships up to your senior year and having those relationships when you need to get a job. Yeah, for sure. Very, uh, definitely big. People definitely need to take advantage of mm-hmm. that. Uh, do you care to talk about how important that is? Uh, incredibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best way to network as an undergrad, in my personal opinion, is building a good rapport with your professors. Um, there's a professor that I'm taking some classes with right now who I haven't taken since my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that I wanted to take that class is because I really like her teaching style. Her name's Dr. Hanrahan. Dr. Hanrahan, if you're listening to this, you're awesome. <laughs> um, God, I love that woman so much. Uh, she's actually one of the reasons I got into grad school here. But, um, you know, networking with your professors is really good, especially if you're interested in doing the research route. A lot of your professors have pet projects that they're working on, mm-hmm. um, some of which have funding from like various agencies and some of which don't. Um, but I do highly recommend like being in touch with your professors. If you get the opportunity to talk to upperclassmen in your major, they're also another great resource for you. Okay. Um, two of my very good friends who graduated last year, I think, uh, I believe both got jobs doing aerospace engineering for the Air Force, I think. Um, and one of them actually was a transfer from the BME department to aerospace, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, talking to upperclassmen as well as your professors is a really good way to network. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll say being in the College of Communications, um, I don't know if for those that are listening, if you were big into uh, if you kept up with UT football this year, uh, college game day came to visit uh, campus twice, once for Florida and once for the Alabama game. And uh, the College of Communications had uh, guest speakers from college game day come talk to us and networking at like those events and those uh, at uh, engineering or really any anything on campus 
is huge and definitely need to take advantage of to build those relationships. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it truly does make a difference. And even if you feel like you're timid or scared or intimidated by them, just go for it. They were once in your shoes Mm -hmm. and it might not have been here, but it was definitely a different situation and scenario. Yeah, that applies to the engineering department as well, Um, especially because so many of the engineering professors are involved in research. The best way to ingratiate yourself to a professor is to ask them about their research and their information about uh, engineering research is readily available on their like faculty page, Mm -hmm. uh, which is actually how I found out that one of my professors was doing um, cancer bio research. Uh, And then like the following semester, I actually had her in class and that's how I ended up working in her lab. So Dr. Crouch, if you're listening to this, thank you for giving me a job. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely some good shout outs. Yes, Yes, for sure. So you mentioned that you're a grad student. I'm going to be. Oh, you're going to be a grad yeah. student. Right now I'm in my fourth year of my undergrad. Okay. So bachelor's in May. Got it. Are you going to UT for yes. grad school? Why is that? Uh, partially because I applied really late and okay. UT is very forgiving about <laughs> deadlines for like matriculating students. Uh-huh. I think that's the right word. Um, but uh, also partially because there's a lot of research that goes on here that I'm really interested in. Specifically, again, going back to regenerative uh or tissue and regenerative medicine. Um, Funnily enough, there isn't actually a program for regenerative medicine directly in the BME department, but BME partners with the vet med uh, college Mm -hmm. and they have a program for a couple of programs for translational research for um, regenerative medicine. And what that means is basically because they're in the vet school, they do a lot of their research on animals. But mm-hmm. with translational research, the primary goal is how can we take the information in like context of, say, horses, dogs, things like that. Yes. And how can we restructure and repurpose that information for human studies, um, which is actually similar to what my undergrad research is right now is looking at um, the way certain cancers uh, form and metabolize in a dog because it's a very common cancer in humans as well. Oh, wow. I didn't even think oh, of that yeah. correlation. Yeah, it's, um, uh, I'm going to get this wrong. If And if Dr. Crouch is listening to this, she's going to be mad at me as well. <laughs> um, I believe it is a mixosarcoma, which is a soft tissue sarcoma that is pretty common in humans, but is six times more likely to occur in domesticated dogs. Wow. Um, and the tumor itself actually comes from her dog. Okay. So, okay. Uh, her dog is also fine. Um <laughs> God, all my stories revolve around people who have cancer. Um, but yeah, so um, the tumor that I'm doing research on is that, uh, yeah. is Dr. Crouch's dog, Mindy. Um, and again, just sort of looking at like different components of this particular mm-hmm. cancer um, and how research into the cancer from a canine perspective can translate into a human perspective. Yeah. And I said all your stories have something to do with like cancer and all that, but it's explains why you're passionate about this and why you're going for this major Mm. and what you want to do with your life yes um up until very recently i wanted to go into like more deep into oncology Mm -hmm. um but then i had an opportunity to shadow um so slight i'm going to try to keep this tangent as short as possible but there's a reason that i switched from looking into cancer and stuff and going into um tissue engineering um my mom back home she has a friend whose two kids, her son and daughter, both got their PhDs in, uh, the son, I believe, got his in tissue engineering. And the daughter, I think, did some, like, really fancy um, finance stuff. 
So they actually started a startup out in Memphis through the University of Memphis that is now FDA approved to create a new kind of wound dressing. So um, for those of you who are okay with me getting a little nerdy for a second, basically uh, when you're treating a wound, uh, wound development and treatment occurs in four stages. And most wound dressings that you have in a clinical or in like a hospital or whatever will only target one of those two things. It'll either be regrowing the tissue or keeping the wound a sterile environment to prevent bacteria from growing into it. Yes. So my mom's friend's son, Isaac, um, he basically developed a uh, kind of like a bandage that does both of those things, which is very uncommon in the world of like that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, And I actually got to tour his, the facility he did a lot of his Mm -hmm. undergrad research in. two summers ago and that's sort of what caused me to switch gears into being more interested in tissue engineering that's an awesome story yeah it is really very cool, cool. Yeah. um and i could go into like the super nerdy stuff of it but i don't <laughs> want to bore people yeah if you could create something like that or what's like your goal like what would you do so ooh, that's a good question uh primarily i am interested in that sort of like tissue regeneration for uh improving um the integration of prosthetics into the body Mm -hmm. i think ideally what i would like to do is be part of a team that ultimately gets to the like level of like and this is some real sci-fi stuff (laughs) basically getting into like full um you know how there are some breeds of lizard or some species of lizard yes that if you cut off their tail their tail can grow back yeah it's Mm -hmm. like a spider-man yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so starfish have a very similar thing where if you cut off one of the like prongs on a starfish it can regrow it fully Okay. And uh, I'm trying to remember if I believe it's the pancreas. Human pancreases have the same capacity where if you damage it enough, it can actually completely regrow the organ. So I want to basically get into similar stuff like that, which is if you have like a prosthetic limb rather than attaching a, or if you have like an amputation, Mm -hmm. rather than attaching, you know, a hunk of metal and plastic and, you know, what if you could actually get back to like full limb regeneration? Wow. Uh, It's very complex and Uh realistically, um, it probably won't happen in my lifetime. And if it does, I'll probably only get to work on the beginning stages of it. But never say never. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you'd be looking at things like, okay, uh, differentiating various cell lines to get like your bone marrow, the actual bone, soft tissue, hard tissue, nerves, which Stanford University a couple of years ago actually released a report that they'd actually figured out how to... um, create brand new nerve cells in vitro which is like in a laboratory environment um because one of the things with nerve damage is nerve cells take an incredibly long time to grow back which is why most nerve damage is usually permanent to semi-permanent depending on when you get it but basically sort of like integrating all of those things looking at you know animal genomics to see how they the mechanisms work there looking into in vitro cell growth and differentiation with like stem cells and things like that. That's sort of the, um, if I can somehow figure out how to do that, that would be like discovering the secrets of the universe for me. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Like right up there with being able to like stare into a black hole. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have anything you would like to add for those listening that are incoming freshmen um, interested in engineering or maybe have a similar story to what uh, you mentioned about your mom or maybe like your mom's friend? (laughs) Yeah, um, I would say probably just to sort of close things out, 
regardless of what uh, field of study you want to get into, there are options and there are ways to, even if you're in one field of study, it doesn't necessarily mean you're like only going to do things within that uh, sort of field. Like, for example, again, I'm in biomedical engineering. Growing up, my favorite subjects weren't actually science, but history. Um, and so as part of the gen ed requirements, you do have to take like classes that are outside of your specific field of interest. So if you do end up having a like if you end up being involved in like nursing or something like physics or engineering or anything like that, you're not going to be only doing things within the hard sciences. You'll also get an opportunity to do things with the social sciences as well, which can also be a, if you start early enough, can also be a really good way to get into like minors. Although with engineering, usually they recommend minoring within your department. So biomedical engineering is sort of overall housed within a sub-department for mechanical aerospace and biomedical. Um, so for me, if I wanted to do a minor, it would probably be in mechanical or aerospace. But there are ways, if you're really willing to do it, minoring outside of your program or even double majoring. And that's a really good way to stay in touch with some of your passions. Awesome. Thank you so much, Zavi, for coming you. on. Um, we're so glad you were able to come on. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be give here. Give us a little bit about your life story. Awesome. Yes, thank you for thank sharing. Thank you very much.